again, popped 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 again. Ray on bass, 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 What? King of the ghetto, what they call me, cause I rule this bitch. I'm about business, I don't participate in foolishness. But every now and then somebody wanna get to tripping with me. That's when I get stupid and them gorilla niggas be with me. But I'd rather be running up in something wet and slippery. Waiting on a nigga, baby mama to come visit me. They know I'm working with some, so they be trying to holler. They nigga just make a moan, they hit me when they trying to holler. Guess I'll be digging too deep, their emotions start growing. Got their husband warning who they be fucking for in the morning. Your mama cover your track. If your man find out, they call this. Still trying to check me, I'ma beat his bitch ass. He just mad, cause he be missing and needing his bitch ass. And he mad, cause I be rubbing and squeezing his bitch ass. He in love with the chick, she don't even remember his ass. She down for zero and do anything I ask, cause I hit her with the new. That's the reason why these bras be trippin'. Don't want me to be with no other women. Cause I hit her with the new. Yeah, I feel a little bit weird telling this story only because I don't really know this person very well. But I mean, I would tell the same story even if I was just like, if I was just like a just a bystander, and this had happened in front of me, I would have told some version of this story, you know. But I, I basically I went over to um, Prado down the street, and I met up with a friend who uh, I hadn't seen in a little bit, and she introduced me to all of her friends. Um, and everybody was super cool, and I got to know them pretty well because the girl that I had gone to meet had a, a different engagement that she needed to involve herself with. So I was kind of left to then just 
form re- new relationships with all the people at this table. So I ended up talking to this one guy about Vancouver for a while because that's just an icebreaker, you know? <laughs> Since we're uh, the two of us are a little bit separated from the rest of this c- circle, you want to really tell me what you think about Vancouver? <laughs> Listen, buddy. Yeah, your secret. Who here knows the bird of national? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the national bird of British Columbia. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people think it's the uh, coot. (laughs) I don't know. A coot. A coot. Um. So yeah, we talked about Vancouver for a little bit, and then, uh, and we were just kind of all chilling, and then this guy walks by. And he has a dog, and his dog just starts, like, you know, like, really antagonizing the dog of one of the girls that was there. And uh, really spooks this dog, and this dog just makes a run for it, you know, as if you walked through a stable full of horses and just started banging pans or something, you know? Like, it just, like, it, like, uh, it, like, whinnied up its front legs and then made a run for it. And this dog was huge, and this girl wasn't. At, it didn't seem like this girl was as big as her dog. And the dog bolted into into the street on sunset, and she was still holding onto the leash. And then she just ended up like flying in the air, and and like you know, it like it pulled her back onto the street, and she like you know, her chair fell over, and there was just all this commotion. But there was this moment where it felt like she was like, um, you said like she was. It was a shepherdoodle, I think. It's a shit, which is a big one. A <laughs> hey, that's a, the big one. A poodle and a German shepherd. Maybe so. I don't know, because it looks way more like poodley than it does like shepherd German shepherdy. So you guys are all sitting outside. She's got this big ass dog on a leash. Yeah, and the dog's getting bigger and bigger because we've just been flinging it steaks for the last hour. <laughs> The dog is balancing on one of those balls like in the circus, and we're just tossing steaks into its mouth. So this thing is big by the time uh, this other dog comes around. But yeah, as if she was like rigged up to a bunch of wires in like an action movie or something, the dog runs into the street, and she just flies back into the street, lets go of the leash. The dog makes a run up like sunset and peels the corner around sticky rice, you know, and runs up that street, up Sticky Rice, and yeah. it goes straight to the house where uh, Elliot Smith killed himself oh, yeah. to pay homage. <laughs> <laughs> the dog yeah. with needle in the hay playing dramatically yeah. in the back. The dog is running, and in its head it's just, needle in the hay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was going to Elliot Smith's house, but it was running towards that direction. So it's safe to assume. It's safe to assume that the dog's an <laughs> Elliot Smith fan. <laughs> And the girl goes running after the dog, and she's just shouting, No, Douglas! No, Douglas! No, come back! You know, which, like, I don't mean to, like, you know, like, make fun of what was going on. No, yeah. But it did. Ma- it, it made me think about, like, how when you name a dog or any sort of pet, you name it under different pretenses than, like, I'm going to be screaming its name in front of a bunch of people who are, like, by- bystanders to yeah. this, like, sudden chaos. Uh, and so it really changes like the way that a dog's name sounds, you know? Douglas. Yeah, Douglas. She said Douglas, I love I think it was, it was Frederick Douglas, but she was just saying the last name. <laughs> Imagine if she was running after her dog, yelling, Frederick Douglas, come back. Then everybody would know that she's an ally. 
and then um and i kind of like ran after her just to see if you know if there was any way that i could help because it seemed like most of the people were just being like poor girl like keep running <laughs> like you know shit like that because it seems like the whole ecosystem of this specific area of echo park is is a lot more interested in like just kind of like shitting on you than like yeah, doing anything from a distance. yeah exactly so like i was i was kind of like running after her a little bit to see if there was a way that i could help but the dog wasn't even stop really coming back to her so i figured like if i was you know if i ran up going come here douglas <laughs> you oh, know douglas, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if Douglas, yeah, maybe then. Maybe Douglas just needed a strong male role model in his life the whole time. <laughs> but, um, but I kind of eventually stopped because I figured that it wouldn't really help if I was also trying to corner this dog. And I guess you know my friend who was standing back on the corner of the street, he was standing next to uh, the dude who had the dog who initiated this whole thing. And that guy get, just goes, "Man, dogs, huh?" <laughs> you know. Like dogs will be dogs type shit. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah. Life, yeah, man. So, you know, sometimes life throws you curveballs, man, that you don't, you're not expecting. <laughs> life will throw you some funny little curveballs. And you got, and you got to, uh, you got to know when to hold them and when to and when to fold them. You know. Yeah. You got to hold that shit closer to your mouth. Oh, hello. Yeah, a lot of times you talk very quietly. Like Buddha or Gandhi, they were known to be soft-spoken. I kind of fall in their footsteps, I guess. So, like Buddha or Gandhi? Either one. Is that what you named your dog? Gandhi, no! <laughs> <laughs> Buddha, <laughs> come back! <laughs> Jesus <And> Christ! Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank. The Nazi occupation, come back! My dog is my dog is named the opposite side of the <laughs> Mommy! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Hitler! But I love you, mommy. Come back! I love you, Hitler, please! <laughs> Come back, Adolf! I love you! That would be kind of a cute name for like a little Scotty Terrier with Adolf? a mustache. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe like Rolf or something. Rolf? Yeah. It's kind of a dog noise. In you think, you think Nazis? Kind of noise. You think Nazis are naming their dogs Adolf and Hitler and shit like that? It just seems super on the nose. It seems disrespectful if you're if you're a follower of. Oh, like because a dog is a dirty animal. Well, I mean, I don't know to say like, hey, I named my dog after you. Sounds kind of stupid. Like, are you say, are you, say, are you saying that a Nazi's gonna meet Hitler one day and say, I named my dog after you? You think Catholics are like this dog's name is. Pope. Well, that's actually kind of a cute name. Pope. Come here, the Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all my animals are named uh, John Paul, <laughs> Francis. <laughs> Wait, what would you think if I got a new puppy and I was like, oh man, I named it Thomas after you? <laughs> I'd be flattered. I mean, it wouldn't, it would only be weird if like we had just met or something. <laughs> but like, <laughs> since I've known you for like, you know, what? how long has it been? A thousand years <laughs> since the prehistoric. No, I was just making sure that this sun graphic was still on the screen. Cause it's hot. Yeah, it's still hot. It like after ten years or whatever, there's not a lot of shit you could do that would like make me be like, wait a second, I might have gotten Gino wrong. <laughs> he named his dog Tom, so now I'm starting to second guess everything. <laughs> oh, dude, that 
That would be funny as fuck. Yeah. It'd be funny yeah, if I had a dog named Gino and you had a dog <laughs> named Tom and they had a podcast. <laughs> it's the cat and dog show with Tom and Gino. <laughs> I got the cat. You got the dog. Whoa. Mine's name is Gino. Yours, yours is Tom. Sounds like it's probably more popular than this podcast. That would be my only fear. Yeah, if they could talk, for sure. I don't want to be upstaged by my dog. It wouldn't take them a lot to be funnier than we are. Well, that's rough. Well, dig in. I got kind of a lot of weird shit going on in my life right now, if you're interested in listening. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, so found out that, um, did I ever like close the loop on the entire saga with the scary guy down the street? That was my bully from like a year ago the from Cholo? like season two. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the bully from season two of Welp Dig In? Welp Dig In. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about though? Yeah. The Cholo guy. Yeah. He yeah, told yeah. you I don't like white boys here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least that's what I heard. I mean, he could have been saying, I like white boys here. I like white boys here. And then, but I was on the phone with my grandma. So when he said it, maybe I misinterpreted him as saying, I don't like white boys here. But now, a year, you know, with a year's worth of clarity, I'm thinking maybe he was actually saying, I like white boys here. You know, to which I could have been like, thanks. <laughs> No, Grandma. <laughs> he, he said he likes he, yeah. here. He likes me, like you. Um, nah, so I think he's gone. They, the house that he used to live in is completely boarded up now. This whole house is all has boards over all the windows and the doors and shit like that. And his car always used to be parked outside. I always used to see him over there. I don't know what the situation was, but his car has been gone for months. The house has been boarded up. Ever since then, there's been, like, cop cars around this house every, like, couple weeks or something. There was more when it first got boarded up. But, like, every once in a while, a bunch of cop cars. I think that they went over and, like, forcibly evicted everyone that was in there. And now there's, like, a security car that's always parked outside. And it gave my neighbor, Mac, the one that I scared when I ran up to her window and uh, started screaming at her. Um, <laughs> it made it, it might have been bad timing because the... Uh, a private, uh, an investigator guy that's been sitting outside the house, like a security guard, gave her a flyer with a picture of a guy who's been squatting at this house recently. And I guess he's a meth head, convicted gang member, and convicted rapist. So, and he's single. <laughs> yeah. You think if you were seven feet tall and, and you were in prison, you would have to do more work or less work to more. prove yourself? I think more, because you know, I don't think you have the luxury of blending in. Yeah, but like if I mean I don't know how prison works. I, I do. I can, answer, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can answer some questions for you. Yeah, uh, I was actually born in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> like Bane. I had to tunnel my way out just to get to school. <laughs> and then you would go back to prison yeah, every and then night. I'd have to. T I'd have to break into jail. <laughs> that they based prison break off of me. And I was only in third grade. <laughs> you had all these back tattoos. Dude, that's out. always going to be like the best like log line for a show ever is like they have to break into oh, prison. Yeah. Super yeah. ironic that that guy like went to jail for some like super serious shit. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I wonder if he felt any more equipped or like if prisoners were looking at him being like, so what's the plan? 
I'm sure some guys were in there like, oh, shit, he's going to rescue us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's actually like, I'm just an actor. <laughs> I can't rescue you. <laughs> I'm just an actor. He's got the sad face mask and the happy yeah, face mask. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting mixed signals from this guy. <laughs> we can't tell if he's happy or if he's sad. Uh, let's just butt rape him and stab him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it too, is prison. It's after too bad all. that that's just the default way to. That's like uh, you know, that's a handshake in prison. Unfortunately, what the butt rape or the stabbing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's. I think the two combine to become. Hey, how you? It's a hey and a how you doing? <laughs> is all that that is. Um, okay, Ray on bass, five minutes, baby. Yoosh! Let 
me be the breeze in your sunny day. Let me be the sky for your clouds. Let me be the pool for your waterfall. Let me be the verb for your nouns. Let me be the shore for your crashing waves. Let me be the bricks in your wall. Let me be the soil where your garden grows. Let me be the one. Let me be the one. Let me be the one you truly love. Like a magnet, ever closer to your heart. Give me time to win you, and announce the time to start. Heart is like a pinball, just bouncing round inside. I don't know what I found. My head is spinning round. Spinning. Wait, one second. Dr. Gino or Tom? Oh, this is Tom. And this is Gino. <laughs> hey, Gino. I, I look more like a Tom. He looks a little bit more like a Gino, so it worked out. Let's see here. Okay, so we were just kind of getting things set up. How are you doing over there? Great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I like the uh, the poster you have in the background. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a gift. Someone decided I needed a big rug, and I decided to put it on the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is the uh, what is that thing over your? Oh, that's your microphone right there over your left. Your uh, right. Oh shoulder. yeah, yeah. That's my stand. Is this kind of your studio uh, that you're in right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you, a, you know, the two-second tour. Got oh yeah, give us a... an amplifier uh, bed. If I get kicked out of my bedroom, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Digital piano. Nice. Oh, you and the merch. Yeah, we were actually just looking at. Uh, we were on your website looking at your merch, and um, you know, we have uh, some some merch that we put out for our show. Welp dig in over here. We call it the Welp Dig In Marketplace, and it seems like you have your whole experience pretty dialed on there with the amount of uh, shirts and and mugs and all sorts of stuff like that. Are people kind of buying those up, or how's business been with the merch side of things? Um, I'm I've come out ahead, um, yeah. not buy tons, <laughs> but it's nice to have you know your name your name out in the world and the brand kind of circulating a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think the main reason why I did it is that. Uh, Someone caught me in kind of weak moment and said, you got to have this, you got to have that. And uh, I thought, well, I've already thought about getting a couple things like that. So yeah, yeah. I've managed to uh, get a few samples and stuff. What's your best seller? Well, the t-shirt that has the picture of me in front of my house, believe it or not, <laughs> Yeah. For the, for the shelter album. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so is your, you know, everyone on, on Instagram and TikTok and everything knows you as Rayon Bass. Uh, or what should we, how should we address you? Um, well, uh, I don't know if we started recording at all. Oh, I'm, I'm recording right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to stay anonymous, I guess. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, Rayon Bass on Instagram, TikTok, you're making a lot of music. Uh, I think that, you know, we gravitated towards the stuff that you were making because it's just, it's fun, and you have like kind of an eclectic, you know, arrangement of sounds that you experiment with across a lot of the, a lot of the music that you make. And uh, you know, I've I've recorded music in the past. Gino and I are both kind of creative guys. You know, we work on a <laughs> array of things like that. And I've actually made an album one time uh, from the perspective of a ghost named Charles. <laughs> so yeah, I have a little bit of experience in the biz, I guess you could say. You'll have um, to send me a link. I'd listen to it. Oh, I'll send you a link. It's provocative stuff, as you could imagine, because it's kind of, again, it's from the perspective of a ghost um, named Charles. He's an R&B singer. But I guess as a ghost, maybe he's more genderless, because 
perhaps there aren't you know such strict genders from beyond the uh, you know the afterlife. Who knows? I, I'll admit to not being a ghost expert. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> we talk about that all the time. We know nothing about ghosts, but I've pretended to be one. Um, but uh, that being said, um, I wanted to just kind of launch things off with a with a quick quote that I read actually from Steven Tyler. You know the the front man from Aerosmith, Steven Tyler. He'd said once that I don't uh, know him personally, but I he's a great <laughs> musician and a great singer. Oh yeah, I mean he's obviously he's he's a top dog. He's one of the best. And he said uh, if you don't have a dream, then there's no way that you can make one come true. So I was curious just to start things off. What are kind of some dreams that you had when you were growing up, and then what are your dreams now? Oh well, my number one dream growing up was I wanted to be an astronaut. Okay. You know, I, I guess I should have wanted to be a fireman. It would have been more attainable. Yeah, but I, <laughs> as a kid, you don't know, you know? You could still become an astronaut. Are you Are you still working towards that dream? No. Ah, too bad. <laughs> well, if we ever no, hear about I, any I openings a, at NASA, we'll let you know. <laughs> I, I had a job where I worked for a subcontractor for NASA, and uh, just, just being uh, part of the overall acquisition process was enough to give me an idea of what might i think the astronauts do a lot of hurry up and wait oh that kind of makes sense yeah i wasn't ready to wait yeah i mean i guess a lot of it is like a ton of training and then maybe you get the call to go up one day but you know we know as little about ghosts as we know about astronauts over here at wealth dig in so well (laughs) still under the umbrella of trying to be anonymous and trying to do all that what what do you feel comfortable with sharing with the audience who you are and what you do yeah i guess and actually the second part of my question what are your what are your dreams now we didn't reach wrap wrap it all in in the same answer here yeah so um you know i i uh live in saint paul you know, I'm married and I have kids. Um, I wouldn't go too much beyond that. I wouldn't uh, tell you where I work or exactly what I do. Um, it's not that uh, it, it, to be honest, it's totally boring. Um, I, I think uh, my pseudonym and my lack of apparent support um, makes me more interesting as a musician and vocalist and composer and I don't think I'm a particularly great musician, to be honest, um, but I think songwriting is kind of the thing I'm really excited about and kind of drives my uh, daily uh, tasks and aspirations and stuff. So um, I've been taking piano lessons for a number of years. I recently started taking uh, voice lessons about a year ago, and uh, that's been an extremely slow process. It, it's you get a lot more fun out of watching the grass in your yard, I would say. <laughs> but yeah, but I enjoy it. I, I actually recently started uh, taking some online lessons to play bass guitar. So you know, just to keep growing. Yeah. So then, would you consider that to be your current dream? Is just to kind of become as um, you know as fluent in music as you can? Yeah, I, I think I've got a long way to go as a composer. And uh, certainly a long way to go as a vocalist. And, you know, I think I've made a lot of progress in terms of like dialing up the software and creating sounds and uh, maybe having the vision when I put together a particular song for what it should sound like. Uh, But, 
you know, I often am asked, well, how come you don't play live? Or, you know, let me know when you're in LA and you're playing live, I want to go to your show. And, and uh, I, I still think that uh, I've got a long way to go musically, uh, personally, before I would kind of push myself to that level of risk. Well, yeah. it's crazy that you say that because you're already at the point where you feel comfortable enough putting out music. And when did you come out with your first like release? Um, early 2020, before COVID lockdowns hit in gotcha. our area. Yeah, so you kind of you kind of ended up picking the perfect time to really dive into what you know began as a new hobby, you know, on because suddenly. I'm assuming you, like most of us, had a lot more time at home to uh, to figure out how to spend at that point. Um, I, I bought a synthesizer. You know, I made some music during that same period. Yeah, I, I definitely had a lot more time in the house, for sure. Um, but I like to get outdoors. I do some Nordic skiing. I do some biking and stuff like that. So that part wasn't a problem for me. Um, yeah. I, I really... Uh, was driven mostly by the desire to make music and, and not because I was bored or trying to fill time at home. I once heard someone tell about being a professional writer, like novels and that kind of stuff. And they said that once they started working on a novel, it was like they had some kind of like parasitic insect inside their head that had to get out somehow. And I don't think that's an exact analogy for what I do, but, um, I like getting the music out because it just feels good to try and give expression to a theme or an idea or, I, I mean, I, I did one song just about my pet peeves with regard to language, which is called, I get it, you know? <laughs> and, and it's funny cause I have a friend who I see on a regular basis and we'll leave someplace and someone will say, have a good one. And we'll just look at each other like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> is somebody saying have a good one a pet peeve of yours kinda yeah I mean so my response in my head is could you be a little more specific oh okay therein lies the grammar error that it's just so general yeah well they're, they're just saying it kind of like you know have a good day but they don't even want to commit to whether it's a day or not okay word yeah um, when, when someone says they, I get it my translation is no they don't yeah <laughs> when someone says i hear you no it means they're not listening to you in any way whatsoever i hear you <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah exactly yeah so that <laughs> you know. song almost kind of wrote itself yeah you know? and in the ending i say it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we. I think we actually just saw a video about that phrase. It is what it is, and somebody says people who oh, say that are yeah. dangerous because they're willing to. Uh, it just was say I don't even remember. It was what the uh, hell the so point there was a video. Was. Um, this guy uh, creates a lot of videos where he offers kind of advice and some self help stuff to people, um, but he does it in a really interesting way. So it kind of you know came across our desk. Uh, but he had said that people that say it is what it is are dangerous because they don't let anything affect them or something. Um, to be able to write something off uh, so kind of flippantly 
means that they can't create, you know, form an emotional attachment to an event that they're experiencing. Can you can you kind I, of uh, agree with that? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, think about it. If you went up to someone who is, uh, let's say, very anti-racist or something like that, you know, and we should all be anti-racists, I think, at some level. Now, I'm not going to change a lot of people's emotional makeup, personally. That's just not something I'm even going to even try to do. But if you went to someone like that and said, it is what it is, I think they'd be justifiably angry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you're also eliminating all the nuance of any sort of situation by just summing everything up as it is what it is. Yeah. But those yeah. are hard conversations to have sometimes. But, uh, yeah, they're important. Yeah. So, you know, that's my... You know, one example, of course, of, of the genesis of a particular song. Yeah. Um, I, I've had other songs where, like, uh, I was trying to kind of let go of, you know, wanting to control uh, either a situation or, you know, maybe somebody I was really close to. And, you know, writing the song helped me kind of l actually literally let go. Yeah. Yeah, the songwriting becomes very therapeutic for you. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, my most recent song that I released, "Young and Free," um, some people, you know, make snarky comments on TikTok about, you know, going to a carnival and the kids and all. And and I, I kind of took it a lot differently. I wrote that song mostly because you can't stay. Yeah, we all grow older. Yeah. But I, I kind of don't want to. There's a certain amount of ageism in the music industry, right? Yeah. You know, if Sean Mendez comes out and he's singing to girls about how he wants one to take him home. Yeah. This is a say, very oh, hot, so very cute, young guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know we're hot. We're, we're hot and cool too. You know, doesn't have to be, you know, Sean Mendez doesn't have to take all the spotlight. But it seems like on TikTok you do pretty well. Like you really like you you have a lot of uh, of spread. And I was I was looking at your TikTok like just twenty minutes ago. I'm not on TikTok, but uh, you know we we found you on Instagram. But do people do you find that you form real connections with fans via TikTok, or um, how do you kind of connect with people? Because I I noticed that you comment on almost every you reply to almost every comment, which is pretty impressive. Well, obviously, there are times when it's hard to reply uh, to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, there was one day, uh, I've told this story maybe once before, where uh, I had so many views on TikTok. I think I, and I so many know what comments. video you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, TikTok basically kicked me off of commenting and said, you take a rest. Was, what, this, what? was this forever closer, that song? Because I noticed yeah, that yeah. this one, yeah, um, has how many, like, hundreds of thousands of views. Wow. 2,800 comments. That's pretty big. I mean, that's the, that's big time. The, the one-day peak for that particular song, and I'm not sure I can take all the credit for it. Because I did hear kind of third-hand later that Cash App put it on their site for, like, half a day or something like that. <laughs> in, uh, in, was, in what way? It was 190,000. Like 190,000 views in one day. Oh, wow. wow. So, and if you figure, you know, I usually get about one like for every eight to 10 or so views. I usually get a comment for about every eight to 10 likes. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a lot. Does it that, was fun. I enjoyed it. 
can that kind of attention become like a like a drug a little bit? Like, did you find that after experiencing that type of swell of attention, you were driven to kind of recreate that, or you just went back into the studio and just kept up to your process as normal? Well, one thing I've kind of learned about the whole thing is I I don't have a particularly good sense beforehand whether something's going to be very popular. Yeah. And I separate out a little bit the videos. I do my own videos. Yeah. And I have fun doing them. But um, sometimes I think the video might not necessarily make the song more popular or vice versa. You know, although the videos, I think, have been a great mechanism for people to discover what I'm doing. I agree. In the short form. And then they can go check it out on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube or wherever they get their streaming music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I found you on the ex- on my Instagram Explore page, you know, and just seeing the visual, I was like, oh, this is it was you. It was you underneath the blanket uh, singing. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was, but you were wearing a blanket with like a something. I don't know. The videos are definitely a huge part of the appeal of what you do. But what do your kids think of this? Uh, they're suitably embarrassed. They are? Yeah. What are you going to do, you know? They're probably a little jealous. Uh, well, no, they're, they're not the type that really want to see a lot of exposure. And, and the videos for me are a mechanism to, um, get people kind of interested in the music, which I think to me is really the goal. Um, I have had a couple of occasions, you know, kind of like you were talking about originally, uh, when something does kind of blow up. I've had a couple occasions where I thought, oh, I should do this or I should do that. And specifically around the videos. And I think to myself, well, yeah, but maybe that's not really highlighting the music and stuff. Yeah, that seems like that can become a pretty, pretty quick pitfall for an artist is when they begin to cater towards what they know has driven uh, attention in the past, as opposed to just kind of in a vacuum, maybe following your own creative impulses that led to that thing in the first place. Um. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to popularize something, I mean, if you're really trying to popularize it, someone could make the argument that there's no such thing as bad publicity. You know. Yeah, true. And my attitude is, well, yeah, but you know, I, I'd rather take the high road or be a little more classy. Yeah. Some of the folks who make comments, um, occasionally, if someone makes a negative comment, someone else will make kind of a you know, defensive sort of negative comment back to them, <laughs> you know, defending yeah. me. And my attitude is kind of like, yeah, don't worry about it. I can take the heat. Yeah. You know, everyone's, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, not everyone's going to like what I do. Uh, I'm definitely aware of that. <laughs> yeah, this I mean, this is what it means to live in the uh, in the Internet age and the Twitter age. I saw there was a comment on that that video, the one that was re- extremely popular where somebody said, broke my ankle running to the comments. And I liked how you said, ouch, take it easy on the ankle for a few days. That's my suggestion. <laughs> but you know what they're saying essentially is that they're rushing to the comments to see what are people going to be saying back and forth? What's all the sentiment that's going to be flying around? Are people going to be battling it out against each other? You know, Sometimes you create a popular enough piece of content, and what you're really doing is you're just offering a an open, vacant battleground for people to run into and begin swinging swords at each other on. Um, and that's just kind of the reality of the internet, you know? Yeah, that's a great visual. I'll have to remember <laughs> that one. Use that for your next one of your next videos, you know? 
I'll tell you a little story. Uh, one of the things you can do is you can say, I want to be a known artist on, say, Pandora or whatever. So my music goes to Pandora. Pandora is a curated kind of, you know, you don't really get the same control you have in Spotify or Apple Music. I think most people know this. And even though it was very popular early on, you know, it's been kind of passed by a little bit by those other services for that reason. But it was started from somebody's PhD thesis in Britain. And they are trying to say, what makes a pop song into a pop song? And so they started analyzing songs and they came up with this theory and they can basically say what might be popular, what might not be popular by analyzing the song, some of it by computers, some of it musicology. And the flip side of that is when you're an official artist, you can have a station. So there actually is literally a rayon-based radio station on Pandora. If you're adventurous, you can maybe take a listen. Yeah, I would be curious to see what, what twists and turns that takes away from rayon-based. So the first week that that was live, all the other artists on my station were singing in their native language and they are Ethiopian pop singers. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's, that was Pandora. It was I, Isn't the algorithm that, knows all. That's right? Pandora saying that if you were to create music with Ethiopian artists, you would tap into the most successful pop that's song what of I was, all time. That's where my mind is going, too. I think you see, I think there's a clear, uh, you know, direction for where you need to be going, which is Ethiopia. Yeah. To make a yeah. pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, just knee-jerk reaction. Do you think you can move your family out there? So there's quite a variety of things on my Pandora station now, and I listen to it very regularly. And some new things will come up and some old things will go away. And uh, definitely some things where I've caught, this is a really cool song and pretty obscure. Um, I mean, occasionally it'll play Depeche Mode or David Bowie or something like that. But most of the songs on there are like, you know, Blixa Barguild and Teo Teardo doing De Fenestazione, which is a song that's in German, English, and Italian, of all yeah. things. <laughs> and it's an interesting song. And... Um, there's one song, Ever Closer, uh, actually was inspired in part by a song I heard on the Pandora station. And it was totally in another language. I didn't understand a word of it. I had to look up the artist and find out what the theme of the song was, which is basically uh, a young gentleman talking to his crush and trying to convince that person that he was going to be totally devoted to them for the rest of his life. Wow. And I thought, okay, that's, and, and it had a very, very um, rhythmic vocal. It was yeah. really cool, I thought. And if you listen to that song, you listen to my song, you'd never say those two are the same. I mean, they're just totally different songs. But the theme is there and, and the idea behind the vocal. And uh, part of the vocal in Ever Closer is um, it's more spoken than sung, you know, let me be the ocean, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> Anyway, um, I just had fun with it. And, and so that's one source of inspiration is these other artists that have been, you know, pulled out of Ethiopia for me. 
That is kind of the beauty of Pandora that a lot of people overlook. You know, like in the in the early days, like you were saying of Pandora, it did seem really cool to be fed artists that you might not have known otherwise. And then once streaming came around, suddenly, uh, you know, you were just wearing such a thick blanket of of pressure to go out there and find all the music for yourself. And a lot of those algorithms didn't even feel like they worked as well as the Pandora algorithm did. Um, which is why, you know, you got to put a lot of stock in them thinking that you need to collaborate with Ethiopian artists. Yeah, They exactly. really know, they know what they're talking about over there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we all have this desire. I mean, you can say the same thing about YouTube videos, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for other people, but I'm a big fan of watching YouTube. Uh, a lot of it is basically sort of, you know, history or something like that, or, you know, fun facts about NASA or whatever. You know, uh, we're always looking for something similar but different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's, there's that's something the kind human... of profound about that. Yeah. yeah. Because you want to grow. You want to continue to grow and evolve while also not feeling like you're stepping so far away from your comfort zone that it's scary. Yeah. Ask anybody who works out regularly and they'll say, oh, I really like my routine. But then they'll say, I, I don't like getting bored, though, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you work out? Do you have any workout routines? Uh, I don't go to the gym mostly because I enjoy working outside the most. Yeah. Um, it varies with the seasons. I ski Nordic in the winter. I bike a lot in the summer. I'm usually out hour and a half to two hours every morning this time of year. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. how hot is it in Minnesota? Uh, today our high was probably about upper seventies. Um, but we had some storms kind of roll through. Oh yeah. We're getting a lot. We're getting a big old heat wave over here in Los Angeles. It's been like it's been like in the mid 90s for like 2 weeks straight. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. We've been in Sizzling. bikinis up until this interview. <laughs> yeah, all we can wear is bikinis. You wear anything else it just gets too hot. That's kind of the Los Angeles way. Do you listen to rap music at all or hip hop that kind of world of things? You know, I used to be pretty into it. And the main reason why is because um, when my family was growing up and, and the young ones would download stuff, um, I came up with what's basically a real kind of effective way to, to deal with that a little bit. And that is that whatever my uh, family downloaded, I listened to on my iPod and I just leave it on random or whatever, you know. Yeah. So when T Pain comes on and he's take you know, urging people to take their shirt off, I'm sure <laughs> you know for purely you know reasons of heat, like in Los Angeles, it was 95 yeah. degrees when he made that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is different from 98 degrees, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there are certain artists that can. Well, let me put it this way: I don't think anyone wants to see me out there and competing with Macklemore. Yeah. And, and rapping, yeah. you know, that might that might not I mean, be a ton of competition at this point. Macklemore did kind of have his; he already had his moment, so maybe it's time for Rayon Bass to step in. I, I thought Macklemore was musically pretty pretty sophisticated and did some good stuff. Um, I guess I'm just using him as example of a middle aged white guy who rapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, well, the you know the reason I brought up the rap stuff is I was watching a uh, a music video by this artist by the name of Nardo Wick. He's a kind of a young hotshot guy coming out of Jacksonville, Florida, and a lot of his lyrics are skewed maybe towards 
uh, violence and things like that, um, representing for whatever you know your block is versus the other blocks and things. And at the beginning of the video, there was a disclaimer that said none of the guns used in this in this video are real. They're all props. Uh, something to the effect of like you know the stories are fictitious. They're not real, and that's something that artists specifically in that genre are really dealing with a lot. There's a whole very famous label called um, Young Stoner Life, Young Thug, Gunna. A bunch of rappers have had a Rico case brought against them you might be familiar with. And a lot of the lyrics from their songs are kind of being used as, you know, in court against them. Um, parallels being drawn between their lyrics and things that they're actually being charged with. And it seems to divide a lot of people on if, you know, things like that, if, you know, art can be used to actually convict somebody. And so that's kind of why I wanted to ask as a musician if you had any, you know, if you felt any certain way about that. Well, there's definitely a subset of the listeners who are pretty literal, you know, and uh, they see a video of someone walking through a playground saying, can I kiss you? And they assume. Oh, is that, is that, that a problem that you ran person, into? They assume that that's the sort of person shouldn't be let anywhere near an elementary school, you know? Yeah. And um, now Nardo Wick, if he's got this disclaimer, that's, I think, Absolutely the best evidence I've heard of that he probably has a lawyer. He he must. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. he made that decision on his own, but... Do people in, at your work know that you do this? A few. A few. Yeah, I, I actually have a few um, people that I treat as fans. Uh, you know, when I come out with a new song and a new video, I actually email my mom. <laughs> You do? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Mean, I, I do the same. Yeah. So they're not on exactly the same email list because they don't say hi, mom, to them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Those emails never get mixed up. <laughs> it's, it'd be good if they didn't. Um, yeah, but uh, actually, you know, um, I had kind of a nightmare about a month ago where I was in a mall and someone said, hey, Ray. And I turn around and I realized they thought I was Ray on base and they recognized me. And uh, for some reason that I woke up kind of unsettled after that. <laughs> yeah. You you had your first run in in public with uh, somebody that knew who you were. Uh, in this case, it was purely my dream. I, I actually oh, this was a oh, this oh. Oh, God, I missed that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, part. dude, you're putting up big numbers on TikTok and Instagram. Do you ever... Have you run through the scenario that maybe, you know, Susie from HR is going to swing by your desk one day and say, like, oh, my God, I didn't know you did this. Is this you? You know, it could happen. Um, I got to tell you, though, uh, my employer is, how shall I put this? Um, they, they support at multiple levels the political activism of a lot of people there. Oh. And it's kind of hard to explain why and how, but the bottom line right. is uh, I would have a reasonable argument to say, if you support someone's political activities, why is what I'm doing 
in any sense negative. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think anyone. Problem, yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone would ever be like, "Oh, this is a negative thing." Just socially, like, but just yeah. socially, because I mean, I'm not afraid to share with my coworkers the our show because I think it's inappropriate. But like, I feel a little weird putting myself out there in a non-professional sense. Uh, well, one of the things I try to do um, is I I try to maintain a certain level of class. Now, you could argue that if I'm walking around the local neighborhood with a cape, that, that maybe that's, you know, somewhat of a yeah, you're not, strong statement. You're not twerking in your videos or anything like that, so there's nothing really to be afraid of. <laughs> right, right. I, I did get a little bit of um, comments, as you n probably noticed, uh, showing some people that were kind of like random folks who wanted to be in my video from a carnival. Yeah. And the funny thing was, is I couldn't keep them out. I was just trying to shoot something and it was kind of unrelated to that particular music video. And they really, really wanted to be in the video. So I let them. <laughs> now, you could say there's nothing uh, wrong with just, you know, leaving that on the cutting room floor, which I didn't do. So um, I'm. I guess I got my fingers crossed that no one's going to come back later and say, yeah. you know, that third person from the left. Well, you know, you what? owe me, you owe me a million dollars. They come yeah. back and they say, you know, my every time I show something that I've done to my mom, um, I do kind of the same thing. I make a bunch of just stuff that she considers to be extremely abstract. <laughs> it's maybe more like digestible for my friends and stuff like that. But I show her something and her immediate reaction is just like oh tommy what is this what does this mean and most of it'll have people that are in it uh without their uh consent you know and i don't really see any problems in that because there's cameras everywhere like this just seems like the age where you can't get away with especially for you know if it's uh the bachelor or something they're gonna make you sign a consent form if you're in the background it's the bad you know, they have money for just somebody posting something on instagram Probably not something to be concerned about, but my mom will immediately be like, well, what if these people, you know, what if they see this and then they sue you or something? Yeah, my, my first line of defense is I'll just take down the video, you know. Cease and desist, yeah. Well, I mean, at this yeah, point, everybody's um, got their phones out all the time, filming everything all the time. Like, you know, you're bound to be in people's videos. You're bound to make videos with people in them at this point. I feel like it's can't really bitch about that shit anymore yeah i have a couple close friends who when i first started releasing music through spotify and stuff who said why are you doing this and <laughs> they said it they with that tone <laughs> that's the that? least the least supportive tone i've ever heard <laughs> they they weren't like oh, why are you doing this they were like why are you doing this <laughs> that's too bad we'll always be supportive <laughs> Well, I don't know if, you know, I think we've, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Gina. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything else that you kind of wanted to. Yeah, Mr. Bass, I mean, it was a pleasure having you on Great and on uh, we really appreciate it and we're going to continue being fans and we'd love to open up love the floor now to all the questions that yeah. you have for us because I'm yeah, sure we've, that. <laughs> we've set aside the last 45 minutes for questions yeah, for and, us. And if you want to take an hour or two, we have, just ask away. we got nothing going on. <laughs> Yeah, well, how are you guys doing with your uh, career here as podcasters? Uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no it's, it's been great. I mean, we get to talk to guys like you. We get to talk. I mean, we just, 
you know, we we uh, we're we're kind of forged in the fires of the internet. We like to say to each other a lot, and uh, and so just to be able to reach out to and have conversations with people that we see as being provocative in our lives on the internet is a just so much fun. So in that respect, we feel very successful already. Um, and, uh, you know, the number and the, 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 the numbers will come, but I think part of it too, is like what we were talking about with the comfortability in developing an audience and having people know who you are, you know, we're going to be famous soon. So we're going to have to get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in training right now. <laughs> I, I sincerely hope that you get to enjoy the benefits before you have to deal with the downside. <laughs> yeah. If we can just kind of just play right in that, that, sweet spot of not experiencing any of the downside but experiencing all of the benefits right like up up to your hips and you know yeah. those bikinis you mentioned yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah exactly because <laughs> la is never going to cool down it's just going to stay hot but yeah all that being said um yeah thanks so much for jumping on with us and yeah we'll continue to be fans and uh maybe you know excited to talk in the future once both of us develop even further into podcasting and music making Oh, yeah. I'd love to come on again. I've enjoyed talking to both of you. Uh, Wealth Dig In seems like a pretty cool place to hang out to me. <laughs> this is my living room. Um, <laughs> you should, yeah, if you're ever in Los Angeles, stop by the living room. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Cool. What, right. do, we ha- yeah, what do we have to and, do to get um, a theme song? Oh, great, great question. What do we have to do to possibly get a theme song? You'd like one uh, that I wrote, you're saying? We would use it forever. It would forever be the theme song to Wealth Dig In. Not to put oh. you on the spot. Or to you can put sleep a lot of on it. On you can sleep on it. You can, t- you can speak with your team. And if it seems like a good fit, you know where to find me. Do some soul searching at the Mall of America. We love it, though. I'm, I'm sure I could do something. I'm not sure you guys would be really excited about the results. But um, I would say that... Um, I've had a couple of different opportunities come by that were more like a collab kind of thing. And uh, I found a very effective way to shut down the collaborators who are interested, um, which is totally kind of a byproduct and not intentional on my part, but I send them a contract. What does that contract look like? Uh, to me, it looks reasonable. It's about who owns what and who's doing what and when it gets done by and if there's any compensation it explains that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I've had a number of people who are like, all of a sudden, I never hear from them again. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're both hobbyist lawyers. Uh, yeah. We study law just as a hobby. So, I mean, send the contract over and then, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll keep, everyone keeps an open mind. We'll yeah, sign well, it with our blood via DocuSign. <laughs> to me, the purpose of such a thing isn't to be legalistic. It's to be clear. So both parties know what they're kind of in for. And yeah. what they're going to get and what they're going to give up for it or whatever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you haven't already done any kind of like NDA type thing or, you know, uh, having someone do some kind of work that you guys are going to commercialize, obviously you're hoping to commercialize it, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, that's where it gets tricky, right? Because uh, if for some reason. Oh, good point. Good point. Didn't think about this. Well, you know what? We'll circle back to this. This will be an ongoing conversation. <laughs> our team will reach out to your team, and if it makes sense... <laughs> our our we'll team is forward. just me and Gina with fake mustaches on. 
That's our representation. Uh, the bikinis right, underneath well, the suits. <laughs> I, I just thought I'd mention it in case it ever, uh, you know, seen. You can always email me. You know, of that's course. an easy thing. Once we get and famous, we'll realize that we gave you half of our show. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do? Why did we do that? <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll send you an email and we'll keep uh, we'll keep talking about it. Oh, that sounds great then. Cool. cool. Okay, well, have a good rest of your night, and uh, thank and you thanks again. again for stopping by. Yeah, thank you so much, and uh, you'll have to let me know so I can maybe post something on Instagram or whatever uh, to let people have advance warning of this uh, occasion. Yeah, we, yeah, we make real fun little promo videos, so you'll see one. You'll see one soon, hopefully. We'll we'll figure it out. You'll see something. Yeah. So just you know, email me when you have a, a, a release date. Cool. Sounds and, good. Uh, actually, you know what I should do is I should uh, immortalize our little um, conversation here. Let me see if I can oh, yeah, do a screenshot or something here. Oh, that actually worked. Hey, oh, damn. Cool. All right. Nice and painless. Now Didn't it's even immortal. know it happened. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. might I might use that for uh, telling people about your podcast. Awesome. Sounds good. That's, that's okay with you guys. Of that's course. hundred percent. No contracts. We agree. <laughs> Works for us. <laughs> Handshake. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, you okay. ready on? We'll talk to you Take soon. It Thanks easy. so much. Yep. We'll see ya. Hey, have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> see ya. Well, dig in. Well, dig in. Well, dig in. Well, dig in. Well, dig in.
Tom's your destiny. Wait. Yeah, dude. Oh, wait. Tom's your destiny. I mean, what? Where did it go wrong? Where did what go wrong? I don't know. I feel like uh, y- you treat me like absolute dog shit. That's where it went wrong. Where's Last th- week, you're giving me shit about how I didn't help you during your broken <laughs> filming. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. What was that? What what could have I? Yeah, I looked up the comment. Jacked actually. you off? No, I looked up the comment. You said. Uh, so you were like, hey, dude, uh, you know, so oh, I already hate this tone. OK, imagine, imagine. So I'm, I have a, bo- a broken pal. I broke it two days before. I'm in a very just fragile, fragile moment in my life. Okay. Broken pelvis, basically immobile, sit it up in the house, can't do anything. You know, silly me. I'm looking forward to hanging out with Gino and doing well, dig in with my buddy. You hit me up and you go. Hey, dude, could we do uh, the show tomorrow instead of today? Like, I have some other stuff going on. And I was like, oh, dude, all good. Whatever you want. You know what I mean? And then you were like, oh, oh, and I forgot about the pelvis. Do you need anything? You That's know? what I said? Like, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was oh, like can note? you make, yeah, can you can you adjust your schedule for me first? And then, oh, yeah, like, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, because yeah. I'm over hey, here. Tom, bro, I'm over here like this. I literally, I literally can't. I'm like this. Like, I can't even move. And before you had your way, and then you were like, "Now that my now that myself sure. has been satisfied, do you need anything?" Sure. Yeah. Speaking of scheduling, hey Tom, my best friend, you want to fucking help me with my bachelor party? And you what know? am I doing? And what am I doing? No, you're helping. You're helping. But I'm like, hey, what about this? And you're like, mm, that's not gonna work for me. I might go on a freaking bike. Yeah, ride that is crazy. That dork. is that is crazy. That when you said, "Hey, will you help me plan my bachelor party?" I was like, "Dude, we should do it on Mardi Gras so that everybody has the most fun ever." And you're thinking, what, like that's a bad thing? That I'm suggesting these amazing times for all of our friends to have? Wait, did you feel like I didn't appreciate your Mardi Gras suggestion? So, well, what are you saying right now? I'm curious why you brought it up, because it doesn't sound like you appreciated it. I'm. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because I'm, <clears throat> re- I'm volunteering a lot of time. Did you see the deck that I made for your, for your bachelor party? <laughs> the deck looks great. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, wait. So let me just get, I'm trying to get this straight. Because I want to be, we got to be on the same page. So I'm volunteering all this time to help you plan your bachelor party. I made a whole deck. I was pushing you to get me in a group chat with Blake so that we could more effectively plan your bachelor party. And so what's the problem? Is I'm getting shit on for volunteering all this time to help you plan your bachelor party? You're right. Weird. I'm coming know. off as a fool right now. I'm confused. No, no, no. Um, is, I, should I do more? Because I already feel like I'm doing... I don't know. I feel like I'm doing so much. I shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't the most tact. That wasn't the most <laughs> tactful move on my end. Well, dig in. I felt all embarrassed when off air I got called out for being a dweeb for saying, hey, dude, can we not talk when we're playing house music? Because it makes my, <laughs> my life a little harder with the editing. And then I just went too far with the uh, an example of of disrespect and... No, I I really do appreciate the bathroom. I didn't even need to turn it around like that. It was just a good opportunity. I'm opportunistic. The deck, the deck looks great. Yeah, I mean it's only half done. Um Yeah. It's all good. My pelvis healed. I didn't need help. I wanted to help. Yeah. You I brought, didn't know you what did, to do. Vicky baked a cake. That's cool. 
Yeah, but I couldn't bring that up because then I know you would have been like, Vicky baked the cake. You didn't do fucking <laughs> shit. You think I would have forgotten? You baked the cake. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, you do no wrong. And I'm sorry. Dear, okay, good. <laughs> I thought I the gra- vi- I was grasping at straws. I thought the I visual shit, of you chasing the bullshit around was funny. I do this shit all the time with. Uh, uh, I do this shit all the time in arguments with Vicky. Really? I'll throw out an example of being like, "Yeah, well, what about this?" And then it just doesn't land at all, and then I end up losing. You know what I mean? Can you hold it closer to your mouth? Hello. There you go. You gotta like really like you gotta like fuck like kiss the mic when you're talking. Like. Be touching it with your lips and shit. Yeah, I'm touching it with my lips. All right, now you sound great. You say you in arguments with Vicky. You say what is this? You know, like I'll be in an argument with Vicky, and then I'll bring up like, oh yeah, this. I mean, exactly what had just happened right there. I'll bring up something, thinking like, oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna help my case. Yeah, and then it backfires on me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Um I saw this in uh, an episode of Selling the OC where this woman was accosting her husband for spending too much time away from home. Like, he's a hot real estate agent in OC, and he's with this hot team, the Oppenheim Group, and they have a lot of happy hours and um, a lot of parties and stuff with each other. And she's being like, oh, like, you never bring me around. And you're, and I'm over here raising these kids of ours. And, like, I feel trapped in our own home because I can't bounce. And you're always out, like, enjoying yourself and living your life. And I'm stuck in here just, like, waiting or whatever. And his defense was like, well, you come home drunk sometimes, too. Which, like, isn't a very good way to, like... Yeah. It's not a very good way to get to, like, the root issue of whatever the argument is about. Do you think that it's uh are you trying to like do you think that that's actually a good idea or is it like an effort to protect your ego a little bit? Mm, I think it's just no tact. No uh going into going into altercations and going into altercations and arguments with no plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's never a way that you can plan I mean, do you are you like strategizing for arguments like generals in the war room? Like, are you saying like tomorrow? Well, I feel and like you're pushing pawns. I around just don't feel like map? this is good. But when I feel like I get into arguments with people halfway through the argument, mostly hundred percent of the time, I'm willing to jump on their side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's also kind of a bad strategy. I what? thought before you were saying, oh, you mean jump on their side? I'm <laughs> like, hearing them out, and I'm like, yeah, you're making a lot more sense than oh, I am. I I'm, were, I'm with you. I thought you were saying that, like, you know, your ta- your tactics during an argument would be like, you know, you're pointing out all the, the you know, the wooden beam in my eye, and now you're about to point it out the same out for them as opposed to, like, or you were saying halfway through the argument, you take their side, and you say, yeah, I am a piece of shit. Yeah. So you just make sure that you don't win the argument. I don't know if it's like I'm sabotaging my argument, but it's more so like I'm hearing them out. And now that we're in the argument, it's too late because I'm already in an argument now. And now that I see it where they're coming from, I'm losing and I got nowhere to go. Yeah. I don't get into a ton of arguments that are like for real arguments. Like they're usually stuff like that where like I start to blur the line between like it's a joke and it's becoming real. Um but I usually don't get into arguments where, like, I actually straight-faced believe in something and I'm, you know, like, pushing for my side of things. 
Like the only one would have been like the, I mean the one I can remember over the last like two years or three. You mean years is just Steam. Like Which one? Oh, this only recent the one? most recent one, and that wasn't even an argument. Yeah, just like because you didn't that, feel like, like both sides were equal. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. Yeah, that wasn't really an argument. That but was it's like just—it's rare that I mean, I never confront somebody face to face. Like, here's a problem that I have with something that you did, and and I'm yelling about it, and now they're yelling about it, and now we're figuring out how to like you know outdo each other or something like that. Like that just doesn't happen with me. But with this, Constantine was the only time, and that was again hardly even an argument. I guess that's. I'm not yeah. pretty non-confrontational. Makes me feel kind of weird. Saying that you're non-confrontational? Nah, just do arguing. Makes me feel kind of weird. I never... Yeah. I've never had anyone corner me and be like, okay, we need to figure out what's wrong with you in a really loud way. <laughs> you know, to an, to, to an extent where I feel like I have to be loud and then begin to present counterpoints to get myself out of whatever the corner is that they're presenting to me you know like in this in this shit we were just watching kayla is sitting there and all these girls are being like oh you did it you kissed tyler at that party and shit you know and it's like she needs to like she can't just be like i'm sorry i'm sorry like she has to be like but you don't you know but you weren't there you don't understand you know it's like i've never had you know that's a little bit you can start arguments though you never catch yourself on the side where like i'm gonna call this person out um, I guess with like Tony a couple times, but like that was never even like a, you know, there was a couple times for sure with Tony, but also with those, with those, it, they weren't so much like arguments. They kind of became something kind of like that, but like we would duck out pretty fast, you know, like take the, you know, if, if, if it's a, a, one of those big rigs going down a hill, I feel like we would pretty quickly go to that escape route, escape ramp or whatever. Right. As the brakes cut out. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like I get into arguments all the time. With who? Aside from Vicky. Well, I mean, those are like, I mean, that's, you know, that could be multiple times a week. Yeah. You know, oh, so, she'll get yeah, pissed arg- at me. Arguments all the time with Vicky. Clients. Constantly oh, arguing on the phone. But are those arguments like, or are they like you trying to like hmm. carefully, p- professionally give an opinion on something? I guess it would be a lot of arguments in the sense of like you fucked up, you have you have done this, Gino. Oh, you oh, have oh, oh, oh. you have fucked up. Yeah. And I am mad at you specifically. I'm not mad at the company you work for. I'm mad at Gino Paul. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that happens. All the time. In those moments, do you recognize that you fucked up? Or are they being way too critical of you? You didn't fuck up at all. They're clearly just like... No, I fucked ups. up. You fucked up. How do you fuck up? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could fuck. Like uh, you fell yeah. asleep at the computer or something? Or like... Hmm... I would say the last time somebody got really mad at me was I guess I didn't really describe where his seats were and I already charged him like ten thousand dollars. 
Yeah. So he was like, they're uh, in my living room. So he was like, uh, you said these are on the fifty yard line. I said they're closer to the fifty yard line or some shit. You know. But is that is that like a strategy that's like taught to you by like your bosses to be nah, fake? Fuck no. No, no. no. It's me being like excited at the moment and being like, ah, right, let's just get them. Let's just get them. It's oh, all good. It's word, all word, good. Word. So you're a little bit of a snake oil salesman. Or you know, like or like. Uh, you told me you were gonna fix this for me on my account, and then I f- just fucking forget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I feel like I feel like friends of mine get upset at me a lot. Like who? <laughs> I'm never actually upset at you. Uh. Shit, I don't. I don't want to name names, but I can tell like some friends of mine. Just actually- do first initials <laughs> followed by all the other letters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I disappoint some of my friends a lot. Yeah. That probably is true. Where they're like, God damn it, Gino really fucked this up. I feel like I get that. Yeah. Whether it's not told to me, I feel like I get that. Maybe. I mean, I know that none of that is coming from the B&O side of things. Uh, That'd be crazy. Maybe. Uh, No, I mean, no, no way. (laughs) You could do no wrong in, in our eyes for sure. Oh really? I think yeah. Watch. Well, I mean, except for like Watch me. in a in a real way. <laughs> <laughs> you mean outside of my DJ outside transitions? Of, yeah, outside of your <laughs> transitions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's transitions are trivial. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Till that's any a Caitlin D- any Jenner. DJ will tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's brave. She is brave. Yeah. Um, oh, so do, are you still interested at all in what's going on between Shia LaBeouf, Olivia Wilde, and... Yeah, I mean, I know what's going on. I mean, <laughs> already stops. I felt like it was like... I know that Olivia Wilde was married to Jason Sudeikis, and then while filming this movie that's about to come out with Harry Styles, yeah. she cheated on Jason Sudeikis with Harry Styles, divorced Sudeikis... And that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's the that part I didn't even know until earlier today. But I guess this whole thing, I feel like this whole thing kind of like came up because Olivia Wilde was like interviewed for like Vogue or GQ or some shit. And she said that she let go of Shia LaBeouf from the set of this movie. Shia LaBeouf was originally going to be the main character. And she said that she let go of Shia LaBeouf because she didn't like vibe with his acting style. And she thought he was like, like an asshole on set or something, like apparently. So then Shia LaBeouf came back and was basically being like, yo, like that's not even true to Olivia Wilde. And like, if you don't set the record straight, I'm going to like release these documents that clearly state that like it's that's not true. So then he ends up like she doesn't she doesn't budge or whatever. So he ends up like releasing like emails that he sent to her where he clearly excuses himself from the project because he felt like he didn't have enough time to rehearse as an actor. You know, because he oh, goes all shit. method and all this shit. Yeah. So uh, so he said all this shit that basically debunked all the, like, claims that she had made when she was, like, low-key slandering him. Um, and uh, and she's yet to respond, I guess. But now, um, like, all these admissions from him about this movie are also giving him... They're becoming, like, a weird... They're turning into, like, a weird platform for him to, like air out a lot of the um a lot of his own shortcomings in the past with relationships 
like he's t- he's been talking a lot about how like he's cheated on every woman he's ever been with and how these are the, in the, the shit with FKA twigs. Now nah, these these are just like now that like he's in the spotlight and shit. Like these are just like uh, these are just like things he's begun to talk about. I think. Okay. But for some reason, like not totally unprompted, like I think that there have been some prompts that have led him to dive deeper into his relationship with like women and stuff as some weird um, fallout from this whole thing that's going on with this movie. Didn't he like beat the shit out of FKA Twigs or something? I think he might. I think he might have. Yeah. Wow. But so he wait, owns up to he, it. That's hey, what makes him a man. <laughs> <laughs> where does Harry Styles fit into this? I th- oh, dude! I heard that Olivia Wilde casted Harry Styles for this movie just so that, um, just so, just as like a booty call. That's what really? I heard. Yeah, she casted him just for that. Supposedly, Hollywood's crazy, man, and it's like we're right here, and uh, thank God we're just a little bit separated from all that. Um, and I know that we have thick skin, but like. You know, like, I know that we could take it, but... I don't think I could take it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to have to... You're going to have to get ready, because... You know. You know, what's going on here? I have a a hard drive that's going to be en route to me soon. Oh. So I was trying to see if I could pull up Uber just to, like, uh, bring in this hard drive. Or just to see how close the hard drive is. Oh, the driver has arrived. Okay. Play some music. I'll be right back.
now I'm going to do a whole new show with just me. <laughs> ah, man, with Tom. Begin. <laughs> 